fucking working again. <laughs> Do you want me to do it for you? Are you ready? Are you ready? Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the music podcast where we take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. We know what is what, but we don't know what is what. We just strut. What the f***? And I'm going to stop there, Will, because I don't know if the beat machine is back from the repair shop. Uh, I think you'll be in for a, a lovely surprise, Dan, when this episode oh, is all polished and finished off. Good, because it will be needed, as on the turntable this week, we've got... Halfway Between the Gutter and the Stars by Fatboy Slim. Uh, Fatboy Slim, Norman Cook is back on Track by Track for a second outing. Yes, we did You've Come a Long Way, Baby. I think it was a couple of years ago now, Will, wasn't it? His Arguably his biggest album, his most well-known album, packed full of huge hits. And this one came a couple of years later. And we're talking about it this week because it turns 20 this week, Will. Another 20-year-old album. We've had quite a run on them um, in this portion of the year. Uh, but I have to say, I've been really enjoying it. Every album we've talked about, again, just reminded, is this album really 20 years old? Uh, am I really as old as I am now? And is this year ever going to end and get any better? I think the answers to those questions are yes, yes and no. In that order. And we'll actually, let's, before we go any further, let's talk about the elephant or the fat boy in the room. We are recording remotely again. We're not together anymore. Uh, not, not that we ever were, not that there was anything going on, but uh, due to restrictions in place at time of recording, we are separated by a FaceTime call again. And while it's lovely to see Dan's smug little face on my, uh, on my phone screen, it's not the same for seeing it in person. And I really mean that, Dan. Thank you, Will. I appreciate that. And likewise, I think, actually, we feel very fortunate to be able to keep doing track by track because we love it so much. And actually, it gets us through all of this hoo-ha and this craziness. But also, we love that we can actually just put it out there. And hopefully, it's helping get you through as well. That's you, the listener, not you, Will. I don't really mind about you. You don't mind? You don't care? Not overly, no. Oh, and I said something nice as well. Next week, I'll say something positive about you. So, well, I won't hold my breath, but just to, on a positive note, so Halloween is over, Bonfire Night is over, it could only mean we're in the run-up now to Christmas. Children in Need. Oh, yeah, sorry, Christmas. Oh. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> I do like Children in Need, though, Will. I used to love, was that the TV highlight of the year, wasn't it? TV highlight of the year. It used what, to be. What was your favourite part or what was your favorite part of it that would happen because you know they'd have the same things happen every year any highlights for you um we'd always get like some of the big pop stars of the time coming on and performing their new singles you'd always get the children need single which you know back in the day used to be you know it was your girls allowed your s clubs your etc uh, and terry wogan oh lovely terry. terry and gabby terry and gabby or sue cook for me, my favourite part was always uh, was that one of two things. Either when the Soap Stars did a little special episode or uh, when EastEnders did a musical thing. I used to love that. Oh, um, um, the singing newsreaders or the dancing newsreaders. They always used to do something, didn't they? 
So let's get back to the man in question, Norman Cook, who uh, I'm just going to share a little bit about in case you hadn't heard about him and his huge musical career. And it is enormous, isn't it? Massive. Absolutely bulging. So uh, Norman Quentin Cook, uh, born in 1963, aka Fatboy Slim, musician, DJ, producer... Uh, who's largely behind the whole kind of big beat movement um, and musical genre. Over the years, he has been involved in acts such as the House Martins, such as Beats International, uh, the Brighton Port Authority, uh, Mighty Dubcats, Pizza Man. We talked about all of these different incarnations in the first episode that we did, uh, including some clips of some of that music. But we're here today talking about Fatboy Slim in his purest form. Yes, and if I'm being honest, Will, a lot of the work that he's done in those various guises is amazing. But I think Fatboy Slim is my favourite. It's certainly the most popular of those, isn't it? But it definitely is my favourite of those as well. So many hits. And he's got a real ear for you know, a catchy tune, a great hook, something that sounds like nothing else that you've seen or heard before in the pop charts. And I think when we look back on this generation, this time, uh, he made the chart a more innovative, fun and exciting place through the work he does. Uh, sounds like we're wrapping up the episode already. So do join us next week. Can you give us a hint of a tease as to what's... A... <laughs> no. Let's get into it proper um, and talk about the album that we're going to be covering, which is halfway between The Gutter and the Stars. As my colleague Dan said, it was released in November, two, 6th of November, in fact, 2000. Yeah, so I think his first album, Better Living Through Chemistry, that one didn't really set the charts alight, did it? But You Come A Long Way Baby, as we've said before, was absolutely massive. So rather than second album syndrome, maybe he had third album syndrome with this one because there was a hell of a lot to live up to. And we'll find out whether he succeeded. But uh, suffice to say, you've got a very mixed palette of tracks on this album. Some great samples, some great collaborations and much to talk about. That's all coming up on your Tuesday track by track. So Will, should we get stuck in? Let's go for it. Uh Shall I do the honours? I'd love for you to actually, Will. So here we go then. Side one, track one. This is Talking About My Baby. So talking about my baby there, Will, I think this is a fantastic opener because actually, Will, I'm not entirely sure that it does set out the stall for the album, but it's a wonderful way to ease into this and say right from the off, this is going to be a bit of a different sound and a bit of a different collection to the previous album. Uh, and he's a DJ at heart, isn't he? So he knows how to structure like a set or in this case, an album that's going to take you through the full gamut of beats and, and moments. And I think this is a great way to, to ease into that because it ends just as you think it's about to kick off. Yes. And there's a lot of that on this album, isn't there? There's a lot of tracks merging into each other, which I do, you know, we, we do track by track because we love the album as a whole. And those albums where 
the tracks seeg into each other and become one whole thing. I absolutely love it when that happens. So very, very, very happy with that. And this is going to be a running feature through today's episode, but there is a vocal sample and it's taken from Wet Willie's <laughs> recording Macon Hambor Hambone Blues. Now, Dan, have you ever heard of Wet Willie before? Oh, yeah. Well, no, no I didn't sorry. ask you, have you had a Wet Willie before? Right. Sorry, I'm getting confused. <laughs> uh no, well, I hadn't heard of Wet Willy. I did a bit of research, but I'll let you uh, let the listeners know all about what uh, what Wet Willy is and what they do. Uh, they're an American uh, Alabama-based band uh, from the seventies, uh, kind of soulful, rocky type music. It's probably all all our listeners need to know, anyway. But this is the great thing about Fabo Slim, isn't it? Some of the samples that we are going to hear today, you would not think of them as dance songs or that they could even you'd struggle to think that they could become a dance song it's not like almighty or slee sisters could you know turn that into a dance song but fabulous slim he takes elements of it and then mixes it with various elements of other things uh, for example the piano from this one is from eric Satie's jimopedes um probably said you know every part of that wrong it's probably even called eric um but it's just his ear for detail and how things work together. That's what makes him a He's genius. So in my eyes, good, Will. isn't he? At doing this, you know, you could give him, you, you know, you could give him a sample from Wet Willie or Dry Fanny, and he'd make something great out of it. <laughs> I like Wet Willie and I like Dry Fanny, but which is best? There's only one way to, to find out. Fight it out between them. So this was a single from the album. Uh, it uh, released in 2002, though, uh, and it was uh, got to number 92 in the singles chart. And this is something that I found quite interesting about when we when I was researching this album. There are the standard singles, and then there are the 12 inch singles that were released already remixed. And this is one of those, isn't it? So actually, most of the songs were released, but not all as. A standard single, but I suppose as uh, a DJ and producer and remixer himself, that's that's how we'd want these tracks to be heard and released. Just classic, classic you, Dan. You've always got an eye for the detail. You can pick out a twelve-inch from a lineup, just no problem. With my eyes closed as well, sometimes. Sounds like a hen party game. <laughs> and if, if push comes to shove, and I did have to take either the, the seven-inch or the twelve-inch, I usually would always go for the twelve as well. Yeah, it's not the first time, second or third time you've said that on, on this podcast. So, good start to the album, but I think things are really going to start to heat up quite quickly. So, track two, it's Star 69. They know what is what, but they don't know what is what. They just strut. What the fuck? They know what is what, but they don't know what is what. They just strut. What the fuck? So Star 69 there, and when I said it's about to, things are about to kick off, it really does go quite hard in that track. It does. And from the off as well, it's straight in with the big beat dance, the acid techno samples, the effects all over the place, the very in-your-face vocal as well. 
But I love this song. What do you love about it, Dan? I think, you know, the the vocal, they know what is what, but they don't know what is what. They just strut, what the fuck. You know, it is very, it grabs your attention. I think that's probably what grabbed my attention first when I heard this song. I got his attention. Get their attention. But then just that embedded into this sound and this kind of almost whirlwind of, of beats and bass and electronics. It just, it just does the trick. Ticks the boxes. It's such a quality. Not to say, oh, go not on. To say Fat Boy Slim's a box ticker, but you know, it just—it's uh, very catchy, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's such a quality production because there are so many layers and sounds and beats going on in through this track, as well as another sample, which is from "I Get Deep" by Roland Clark, and Roland Clark is a American DJ and producer. And clearly, Mr. Norman Cook was a fan of this song because he also samples this one a little later on in the album. So this was a double A-side single with Weapon of Choice. Uh, uh, well, actually, it was released on its own and then as a double A-side single with Weapon of Choice. Uh, and it got to number 10 in the UK singles chart. So a top 10, a respectable top 10 hit. But there, a cleaner version was obviously used uh, for the sanitised radio and TV in the UK. Bloody censorship. I think they said what the frig on the censored version one, didn't they? On the radio edit, frig's still rude, isn't it? Oh, frigging in the rigging. Yeah, you know what that means. No, listeners can't hear the facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to spell it out for you, Dan. You're a grown man. Oh, well. I'll Google it later, or a kosher it actually. No, I won't get an answer from a kosher. It's absolutely rubbish. But what's, it's a, kosher? what's a kosher? It's a search engine that they plant trees when you use them so i actually just use akosha to use google to search for google because akosha are absolutely atrocious but i do like to do my bit for the planet even if you don't get uh good results from it no i never get good results anyway so uh used to it uh, a couple of big uh dance music names uh on the remix for this single as well with uh, express 2 timo mass and dj godfather and you can you know, it, it seems like a track that's made for the remix, but actually just the original version. I just would love to hear this. Can you imagine being at Arcadia, Glastonbury, and this song playing? It would just be euphoric, wouldn't it? Well, Dan, I can imagine that's happened because Norman Cook or Fatboy Slim has played Arcadia at Glastonbury. Yeah, and I've, do you know what? Well, I've seen him there. I probably did hear this song. I just... Too quite off unlikely. your head. Yeah. Uh Let's go for it with the next one, shall we? Track number three now, and this is Sunset, Bird of Prey. So, Sunset, Bird of Prey there. Dan, I'm going to shock you. Mm. It's my favourite track on the album. Oh, uh, do you know what? Well, I'm so thrilled because it's not mine, but it is one of my favourite songs on the album. I love it because it's just, you know, I'm not one for a slower song, admittedly, but I just love the start of it does feel like, you know, if you close your eyes, you're kind of just soaring through the air. 
and then the beat kicks in and then you kind of start moving and, and bobbing around. I haven't taken anything, honestly. Uh, really? Because you've got a little little something just... If you want to get that on your left nostril. Oh, it's just a bit of glitter. Oh. <laughs> I've been baking. Um, oh, not, not one of your lockdown house raves again. Uh, we have a biscuit party. Yeah. Disco biscuit party. Oh, better than a soggy biscuit party. <laughs> Uh, did you used to hear when you were a little younger? Did you used to talk about Mars bar parties as well? No, what are they? Oh, uh, we'll save that for another day. Anyway, no, no, let's save it for no, now. No, we're going to get back to this. I'm sure uh, Norman Cook wouldn't want to hear us talking about. I think he would, but anyway, back to uh, Bird of Prey. Yeah, it's just beautiful, uh, and the video is stunning as well. Actually, yeah, completely agree. Do you remember it? Yeah. the I remember the video. I remember there being lots of... I say I remember, like, I just haven't seen it for 20 years. I watched it last week. But, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, very... Well, it just completely fits the mood of the song, doesn't it? Because the song is ethereal, yet electronic. It's very trippy. And the video just completely... The way it's cut and produced completely plays into that, I think. And do you like the track? Oh, my God. I love the song. And I remember when it came out, when it was first released. Of course, this was the first single from the album. So it was the first sign of new material from Fatboy Slim. And I think it is a very different sound to those four singles from the previous album. And I think actually my brother had the first album on CD and he didn't like this single, but I absolutely loved it. I think I always did like it when artists didn't just repeat themselves, when they tried new things. And this, of course, it's got the the sample from uh, The Doors, sung by Jim Morrison, I just thought that, that gave it a completely new sound to to what he'd done before, and it's um, it just kind of transfixes you, doesn't it? It does. And if you think about the last release, a single wise before this song, it was from the previous album, was build it up and tear it down again. Complete juxtaposition uh, from it. This was a number nine hit when it came out in October twenty twenty. No, it's twenty twenty this year in October two thousand. <laughs> So clearly, you know, those other singles from the previous album, all top 10 hits, it's quite clear that this new sound maybe wasn't for everyone. Maybe it wasn't for everyone that loved uh, You've Come a Long Way, Baby. But still, a top 10 hit is, is very uh, valid. Also, Will, it's worth mentioning that there is an early version of this song or a song called Bird of Prey released under the name Yum Yum Head Food. And that was released on a 1995 compilation from Norman's Norman, best friends. Norman's Southern Fried record. Norman, Norman, get down here now. I was thinking of is it Norman from Fireman Sam? That's what I was thinking of. (laughs) It's exactly who I was thinking of as well. Oh, good. (laughs) Couldn't tell from your impression. Uh, Should we move on? So, track number four now. This is Love Life. So, Love Life there. Uh, what a great time to talk about a fantastic album artwork. You are kidding me, but let's talk about it. Uh, 
I, I've been really torn about which track I was going to pick for this. And I love Maisie Gray. Uh, Maisie Gray. Ma- <laughs> not Maisie. Gray. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Maisie, love. <laughs> um, but I just think it had to fall here. So this is... Uh, you've got uh, a sun-kissed uh, sea view with... Uh, I think it's a man standing there. And he's got the sun shining between his legs. Oh, with that's the lovely. classic Fatboy Slim logo and the and again a similar font he normally uses, saying halfway between the gutter and the stars. It's I, I like it. It's it's a nice piece of photographic art, isn't it? Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, it's very orangey, very warm, very inviting. And only today, Will, on researching the album, I found out that they had to do a sort of censored version of the album. And for that, they had a similar image, but it didn't have the... Sh- the. It only had one of the legs on it, so you didn't get to see between the legs because I think that was deemed to be too risque because the person looks naked. Oh, I guess. I always presume they were um, looking the other way around. So actually, I, I, potentially, it's a woman. I don't know who it is, what, what sex they are. I always thought they were back to front. Dan, what do you think about this track? Well, I, I really like this song. I think there is a real funk to this one. Uh, and that is probably because as well as obviously you can tell straight away from the vocal and you said it before, Macy Gray is on this one and she co-wrote it. It is also written with Ashley Slater. Now, Ashley was a member of the 80s big band collective Loose Tubes, which actually reminds me, Will, did you get your Loose Tubes all sorted? Yeah, they've all been tied. Good. Um, and he was also part of Freak Power with Norman Cook. Uh, and they were active through the 90s and they had a top three hit in 1995 with Turn On, Tune In, Cop Out. And if we're lucky, let's have a little bit of that. snatch of turn in tune in and cop out you're listening to mellow moods the podcast for the more relaxed music enthusiast (laughs) not for me no let's get back into the dance music shall we uh but it was great to hear that because uh, as that song was playing i did say i've not actually well i didn't know the song by name of course i had heard it before uh and as we said yeah a big number three hit in the 90s so uh great to be reminded of it but yeah, for Love Life, I think clearly Ashley Slater there, part of um, Freak Power, he, that he brings the funk, doesn't he, to this mm. song. And also we talked about how amazing Fatboy Slim is at taking all these different elements and different songs and bringing them together. But also it's great when there's a song like this where it's almost a, for the majority of it, or certainly for the vocal, it's a, a brand new song. And the wonderful vocals of Macy Gray there as well. I mean, she's just, she, you know, there is no denying when you hear that. It's one of the most recognisable vocals ever, surely. Well, we, everyone remembers I Try, you know, that's so, that's iconic track. And that really put her voice and her talent on the map, didn't it? And if we're lucky, 
We might hear from Macy later in the episode. Oh, is she coming in? Just you wait and see. (laughs) Track number five now, and this is Your Mama. So that is your mama. That is a iconic Fatboy Slim song. When you hear that and you just instantly, you're bobbing, you know it, you're rocking out to it. Definitely. And it's. I think this one is very reminiscent of the last album, actually, for that reason. A lot of those sounds, particularly the, uh, the faster tempo, the raucousness of the guitars, I think this could quite easily fit into that previous album. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is why this is nice, because you've got a mixture of some of that classic tropes of uh, Fatboy Slim, but with some some brand new compositions and some ideas and sounds coming into the mix as well. This was a double A-side single in September 2001 with Song for Shelter, which we'll come on to talk about later as well. I think actually, Will, Fatboy Slim had more double A-sides on this album than Steps did on Buzz. (laughs) And I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying that either. Uh, you wait ages for a double A-side single, then umpteen come along at once. Now this one, make sure you're sitting comfortably, Will, because I'm going to tell you about some of the things that make up this song. Deep breath now. So Here we go. this one is mostly taken from Block, Rock and Beats by Chemical Brothers, but the guitars come from The Kettle by Coliseum. The vocals come from Let the Rhythm Pump by Doug Lazy and from Shake What Your Mama Gave You by Stick E and The Hoods. So this is clearly one of the songs that I think the reason it sounds more like the previous album is because it's that thing again of just several samples of several songs all coming together to make an incredible sound. This this song is it's been used a lot at films, TV shows. Uh, it's got I think it's just very catchy, very full on, you know, really hooky. So I think it's uh, more, it's hookier than Peter Hook. I was literally thinking the same thing. We spend far too much time together. I was going to say that. Uh, it was hookier than Peter Hook and Captain Hook uh, doing some DIY on their fishing rods. Uh, and you mentioned the Chemical Brothers there. This The Chemical Brothers remix Song for Shelter, which was the other track on the double A side single. And more about that later on this week's Track by Track. Okay, moving on now. Track number six. This is Mad Flavor. So that was Mad Flavour. Flavour is spelt the same way that Peter Andre would spell it. Oh, yes. And uh, imagine if, if Fatboy Slim had a song called Insania, probably be spelt similarly as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, this is a great track, isn't it? For me, this is quintessentially that kind of big beat, uh, sort of funk that I love uh, that he does. 
You could just imagine being yeah. down on Brighton Beach. The sun's going down. The beers are out. You're down there with your mates. I mean, not to be clear, well, not right now, not in November. No, I'm talking about summertime when it's hot and everyone's in their swimming trunks and bikinis. Mm. I'm not in a bikini. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be quite clear on that. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. And what I like about this one is it's it's not as intense as some of the other tracks. But by no means does that make it dull or it's not a filler track or anything like that. It's just got a really nice group kind of from the off. You've got that quite majestic opening with the piano and then it just goes into a really great groove and it just stays for the whole song. And again, yeah, this would be a great one to hear live and just kind of either sit down and let it soak over you or just or just have a little boogie to just sit down and shut up. You said that to me far too many times, actually, when we were moving out. <laughs> uh, that was when we were on holiday and we were walking around a lovely historic town and you were a bit hot and bothered. Well, I just wanted the toilet. Uh, and then you were very defiant, weren't you? Because you uh, wet yourself when you sat down. Uh, this is the perfect track to be at the midpoint of the album, I think. Yeah, it's very well placed. As you said before... Norman's a DJ. He knows what he's doing with the order of this uh, of this album, of all of his albums. Uh, Dan, also at this point, I think we did a great job in the last episode uh, and, and just now with Freak Power in sort of showcasing some of his other work. I'd love to drop in a little bit of something way, way back now. Would you be cool with that? Mm, go on then. So this is going back a long time ago now to uh, the late 80s in a group that, amongst others, uh, Norman Cook was in with Paul Heaton. Dan? Oh, love Paul Heaton. Love Paul Heaton. Here's a little bit of an absolute classic uh, I just had to put on. So here's a little bit of Happy R. What a good place to be. Don't believe So there we go. That's from their debut album, which is called, Dan? House Martins? It's called London Nil Hole 4. Oh, silly me. It's a good job I didn't do them on Mastermind. <laughs> uh, but that just takes you right back to the 90s when you listen to that, doesn't it? It's fantastic. And I've been lucky enough to see Paul Heaton and Jackie Abbott live. I think I've seen them about eight or nine times. I'm a bit obsessed. And this one, more often than not, they play it. And the crowd just goes absolutely crazy. And I've often thought, I know I never read anywhere about whether Paul Heaton and Norman Cook are still pally, if they still talk. But I'd love for Norman Cook to just guest a live show and just see how how crazy the crowd goes for this song. Because obviously he was a part of making it. There'd be a huge eruption very quickly. Mm. And that's lovely. Track number seven now. Um, and this is what you do straight after you finish Detox. Detox. Detox are free. 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 Thank you. 
So that was Retox there. And as you alluded to at the start of that song, Will, Retox is what you do after a detox. Uh, and the idea for this song actually came to Norman Cook when he was, well, get this, Will, and see if you can, um, see if it's a situation that you could find yourself in. So Norman Cook, after Glastonbury and after a terrible come down the year before, uh, Norman went on holiday with uh, Zoe Ball, of course, and the Chemical Brothers. And they were in a villa in Tuscany. And um, on the last night, they went to a vineyard and bought a case of wine. And Vanessa, who is the partner of Tom from Chemical Brothers, said, uh, after a detox, it's all very well, but then you can't wait to get home and start your retox. It's it's true. Uh, and also, just that whole process is really true as well. Because it's like the the wine tastes all the sweeter. You know, chocolate tastes even chocolatier. Mm. Uh, donuts taste even jammier. Sausages taste more succulent. But as for the song itself, this one I think will. I don't know if you'd agree. This is another one that could have come from the previous album for me. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. It's got a, it's got a bitching beat to it. Um, but again, it's just that less of a focus on like a vocal and just more on the beats and the breakdowns and the samples. It's all about the noise. And this is another one of your 12-inch releases. Dan, you could do a podcast, couldn't you? Because um, you're a fan of vinyl. It could be called Dan's 12 Inches. Oh. Listeners, if you'd be interested in um, a regular... Helping business, a, if you'd your be... 12 inches. <laughs> this one, yeah, uh, this 12-inch single was the Dave Clark remix of the track. Uh, Dave Clark has also remixed for Chemical Brothers, Moby and Depeche Mode, amongst others. Now, track number eight, Dan. Are you ready for this? Ah, oh, I'm ready. I'm rigged up. Uh, you, weapon of choice. Well, goodness me, what an anthem that is. Is that your favourite song on the album, Dan? No, we're still not there, actually. We're still oh not to my, my favorite. goodness, I thought I had you good and proper there. No, you thought you had me by the what's-its, but no, this is a fantastic song. That probably my uh, third favourite on the album, but not quite number one. But it's that doesn't. I don't want to take away from it. This is an anthem, isn't it? And, it, and it's Fatboy Slim at its funkiest as well. Whenever I hear this track i immediately think about christopher walken dancing in that amazing video one of the most iconic videos of the millennium i think it's up there for fatboy slim uh, with the praise you video yeah because it's completely weird actually you know if you was to think of before you know before the video came out if you were to think what what could this video be you would not think of Spike Jones directing Christopher Walken in a harness dancing around um I forget where he was now but it's just baffling and brilliant and it just the track totally makes sense with the video as well and for, I think it made uh, the legend that is Christopher Walken even more of a legend off the back of it as well because it just it just really cemented his cool credentials to be involved with someone like Fatboy Slim Definitely. And probably brought him to a new audience as well, I'd imagine. 
What I find, uh, so in, in researching this episode, researching the video, I saw that it was actually meant to be Norman Cook who was in the harness for part of the video in a cameo, but he couldn't do it because Zoe was, Zoe Ball, of course, was giving birth to Woody. Now that made me feel really old because Woody uh, Cook is now, I've seen him on Celebrity Gogglebox. Didn't he do, did he do Love Island or something like that, I think? No, I think he just did, oh, The Circle he did on Channel 4. Oh, The Circle, that was it, yeah. But he's all grown up but, and off to, off to university now, I, I saw, well, a little while ago. So, so in saying this album is 20 years old, it's sort of like, well, yeah, it's 20 years old, that's just a number. But then in thinking that their son was born when this video was made, and is now an adult. That makes me feel ancient. So a bit on the song. So this one features on the vocal, it's Bootsy Collins, uh, Bootsy of Parliament Funkadelic and Bootsy's Rubber Band. And it also features samples from Sly and Family Stones, Into My Own Thing, the Chamber Brothers, All Strung Out Over You, and the Executioner's Wordplay. Uh, of course, this one features the album's title as well, Halfway Between the Gutter and the Stars. Will, do you know which famous line or who wrote that, the line that it's paraphrasing? No, do tell. It's uh, Oscar Wilde wrote, we're all in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars from his play, Lady Windermere's Fan. Great play as well, Lady Windermere's Fan. I saw it at the, what theatre was it at? Vaudeville, a couple of years ago. It was great fun. Unlike a few weeks later when you and I went to see an Oscar Wilde play and uh, quite out of character for me, actually, but I had a few too many drinks beforehand and I <laughs> struggled to keep up because literally I could, I was seeing double and quite literally I could see two of every character on stage. It was so confusing and quite a horrible experience, actually. <laughs> I forgot. I'd completely forgotten about that. <laughs> because we had a, we had an afternoon tea beforehand, didn't we? And uh, we do like in fact i think we've both said it at times there's nothing we like more than a really boozy brunch and that is the the price you pay for it i I will continue to have a boozy brunch and i will continue to go and see shows but never the twain shall meet because it was just (laughs) i just had a headache at the end not from the alcohol just from trying to keep up speaking of headaches there was the other time we went to a boozy brunch and we were sat in the front row uh with the house gospel choir and that was extremely loud very loud, <laughs> showing our age. Very loud. And also, how the tables were set up, it looked like we were judging them, which was uh, <laughs> just quite strange. And also, our, f- our food came out just as they were started singing. So it's trying to look like you was enjoying the show while also not letting your food go cold. <laughs> oh, we've had a laugh. Well, not this year, but that was last year when we could go out and yeah. do stuff like that. Last year was great. Uh, and next year will be Dan it will Um, before we move on from this one also want to say of course we said this was a double A side with Star 69 but also this was re-released on its own uh, with some new remixes in 2010 to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the album thank you Dan next one uh, track number 9 now this is Drop the Hate
So drop the hate there. Dan. What I love about this one, Will, because it is another very bombastic in your face track, is the fact that the vocal in this is a sample from a 1974 sermon by Reverend W. Leo Daniels called The Answer to Watergate. And I just, this idea that Fatboy Slim or Norman Cook heard this sermon and thought, Do you know what, I'm going to put a donk on that and make it into this incredible dance track. That is the mind of a genius. And not just a donk, like a really great drum and bass in particular stands out to me, donk. Yeah. Are you a fan of this one, Will? I really like it. And it was one of the songs that I'd completely forgotten about until I listened to the album ahead of this episode. Uh, and then I just thought, as we often do when we're on track by track, when we're getting ready, we discover, rediscover something that we've kind of hidden under a bushel. And I have to say that is one of, I'm sure I speak for you as well. That's one of the treats about doing this podcast is when, when you go to an album that you know you love and then you hear a song that you completely forgot about. And we hear that from listeners as well, don't we? Who who rediscovered a song from an album as well. And that is, um, I guess that's the mantra of track by track. It's the celebration of the album and not just the tracks from it. This was also uh, one of the 12-inch singles released in 2001. And it got to 101 in the charts. Ah, so should we move on, Will? Yes, track number 10 now, and this is Demon. Better give my heart a listen and my preacher say All of your demons will wither away Ecstasy That's my favourite song on the album. I thought Drop the Hate was your favourite song on the album. No, I said I was joking. Oh, just impossible no. to keep up with you, Dan. Quite, a, quite the prankster. So Macy's back. Macy is back. And for me, it's just a combination of her, again, her iconic vocal, Fatboy Slim's unique sound uh, that makes this a winner. But also with this one, the added gospel then kind of melded with the some of the rawest uh, percussion that I think we've heard on the album is such a juxtaposition. And I don't think we've actually used that all episode. And, and for me, and also the huge climax of the track as well. Uh, it's just fantastic. And speaking of huge climaxes, we've got one more track to come up uh, shortly, but I do really enjoy that song. Uh, and I think it's because it is really stripped back. Uh, and I think that's where Macy's vocals, I nearly said Maisie again. Uh, I think that's where Macy's vocals really stand out because you've got that rawer percussion there. Yeah. And this also features a sample from Bill Withers of I Can't Write Left Handed. Uh, also, there's a, the choir element to it, the kind of gospel element to it as well. It's just, yeah, it's a, a very different sound for Fatboy Slim, I think, but uh, a fantastic one. And recently, I've been watching the Netflix series Sense8. Have you seen that, Will? I watched the first season, yeah. Oh, so I'm on series two at the minute, but I think it was in series one, actually, that this song appeared and added a lot of drama to a scene. So, Dan, this was the second single to be released on the album, which was released in January 2001, and it got to number 16. So, top 20 hit. 
uh, two B-sides that we're not going to be talking about today, even in further listing, I'm afraid. But it's your homework for this week, listeners. Uh, the Pimp and Cambersands. And if anyone ever has seen a pimp at Cambersands, do let us know. It was probably you. <laughs> at Track by Track UK. And Dan, just before we get into the last track, uh, we should talk about the Brighton Port Authority, which is one of the more recent projects Norman Cook's been involved in. Uh, and uh, here's a great collab that they, he did with uh, Dizzy Rascal and David Burke. I'm skanking on a dice floor. I'm drunk off that Hennessy. I ain't sober. I don't mix with Coca Cola or soda. But right now I'm on a roller. I take a look over my shoulder and I see this sexy thing. I think it's time to work my way over. So I shuffle on my heels and I bounce on my toes. I'm crazy and she knows. Still it's all good, I suppose. So she didn't complain. She backed it up. So I got behind her and I lapped it up. Then we danced all night. Then the sun came up. Then I took it to my yard and I wrapped it up. A member of the Juju Nation. So that was Toe Jam from the Brighton Port Authority. And I say it was more recent. That was still 2008, so it wasn't that recent. Uh, but do check out uh, the album they released uh, of that year. I think we're going to need a bigger boat. Hmm. Do you like that, What a Dan? fun song as well. Yeah, what a fun yeah. Song. Mm. yeah, really nice. So don't say with any uh, hidden agenda. It's, it genuinely was fun. You didn't need to add that on. No one was dating you. Well, I was dating you, but no one else glared at me. Looked at me askew. So, final track on the album now. This one is Song for Shelter. So that was the last track on the album, Song for Shelter. With this one, Will, I love how it's got that really slow, dramatic opening. And because the track is, you know, 11 minutes plus, it really can just grow and develop and then just become this, become the thing that it becomes. Oh, yeah, I love the way then the beat kicks in and then it gets faster and a little bit harder. Um, and it's probably the rappiest the vocals get through the track, through this album as well, isn't it? Yeah. So this is the other track we mentioned before that features Roland Clark. This one also features Roger Sanchez. Uh, and I'm wondering, I might be wrong, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing here, but I'm wondering if he brings a more sort of chilled synth sound to this track. Which is, is his wheelhouse, isn't it? When you think about some of the dance tracks he's produced over the years. Um, if you want something a bit harder, there's a great Chemical Brothers remix of Song for Shelter as well. But yeah, it's a great way to end the album. Well, just to be clear, just to confirm, Peter out is not in the building. Oh, He's God, not on the no. Beach. God, no. He's gone to the beach. And this track also, the reprise of Talking About My Baby, uh, kicks in at the end of it as well. Because if you look at the uh, length, this is 11 minutes versus four, five, six for the rest of the tracks on the album. Now, there was a 15th anniversary edition uh, release featuring a bonus disc of remixes uh, available. So that came out in 2015. So <laughs> really wasn't that hard to work out, was it? Uh, but really, it was for but... me. 
And Dan, before we get into further listening, do you want me to tell you about how the album did? I would love for you to tell me. And also, what what the hell did what did uh, Nick Levine and Co think of it as well? It was a number eight album in the UK, so very big, uh, respectful hit album. And in terms of how it was received, I mean, of course, Nick Levine would not have been writing reviews at this point. Just to be very clear. Enemy uh, gave it nine out of ten, and Q gave it four out of five. Do I need to say anything more? No, well received. And a sad sign of 20 years gone by is that neither of those uh, magazines are around anymore. Oh, God, yeah, that's really depressing, actually. But don't get started on that. We could be here for two hours instead of 45 minutes to one hour. So, should we sink our teeth into some further listening? Yes, Dan. So, further listening today, we are talking about remixes, B-sides, extra tracks from this era of Fatboy Slim. And Dan, I would love for you to go first. Oh, thank you very much. So, we mentioned before, my favourite song on the album is Demons. And we talked about what I love about it. But there is a remix of the song, the Stanton Warriors remix. And this just gives it a bit of an extra spin. So let's hear a bit of that now. I think the creature's coming back. And I am fat because all my love's electrifying. And I come feel like a cesspool. I want to be with you. And it's my premonition. I better give my heart a listen and my preacher sing. So, Will, that was Demons Remixed. What did you think to that one? Do you know what? Having never heard that before, I was very impressed. You've got some good beats in there, some great piano work in there as well. And you've still got Macy in the mix. That's my big fear with a remix of that song was you'd lose some of her vocals. Yeah. Maisie's still there. (laughs) Did I say Maisie again? No, you said Maisie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. Sorry, listeners. Sorry, Maisie. Maisie. (laughs) <laughs> I can't stop myself. I don't know who I'm thinking of. Sorry, uh, Maisie from Strictly Come Dancing. Ah, yes. Uh, Tiffany Butcher from TVZ Stars. Yeah. Will, what are you going for? So, Dan, I have gone for a B-side uh, from uh, one of the tracks we were talking about earlier here on Track by Track today. And it was, in fact, Sunset Bird of Prey that this was featured on. This is my game. <laughs> So that was my game there, Dan. Quite a hard track once it kicks off. You've got this looped my game, uh, then into something very banging indeed. Very, very, very bangy. But you and I, we love a B-side and a B-side is a B-side for a reason. Often that's because it just wouldn't quite fit onto the album. And I think that's what you've got here. But it doesn't take away from the fact that it is still a great Fatboy Slim track. Do you think it was just too hard for the album or what? Yeah, I genuinely think it was. I think it, because there are some real, uh, much more mellow sounds on here, certainly compared to the last album. Yeah, maybe it just it just would have been too much of a juxtaposition 
There we go. Second time in one episode uh, from the rest of the sound. We're out of time. Well, do let us know, listeners, what you thought to our second jaunt through Fatboy Slim album at Track by Track UK. And do uh, take a moment to give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you're enjoying what you're listening to. And Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to who we're going to be talking about next week? Certainly. So next week we are talking about the seventh album from a boy band, uh, but they've lost a couple of members. Oh no. Amputated members next week on Track by Track. (laughs) And don't forget as well, we will be back on Saturday with our new music drop. Uh, So until then, listeners, do take care, look after yourselves uh, and live, laugh, love would be my final words. Dan, what are your final words? Friends of the family, you choose yourself. Oh, you directed at me. I'm just reading that from the uh, from the canvas you've got behind you in in your living room there. (laughs) So until next time, I have been... Christopher Walken. And I've been Maisie Gray. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Also, apparently male turkeys don't have a phallus either. So I'm just completely confused and also disgusted at the same time. He's like a he's like a vicar at the altar, isn't he, with his order of service? Oh, and the hymns on mm. the on the board behind him. Or hers. We know what is what, but we don't know what is what. We just strut. What the. F-